Well, welcome back again to another episode of the Come and Take Your Podcast. Once again, it's your boy Christian. Like always, you can find me on Twitter under Christian Putalias or Chris Putalias, sorry, C-R-I-S-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z. Or you can also hit me up on Instagram under my full name, Christian Putalias, C-R-I-S-T-I-T-I-A-N-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z. I have a really long ass name. Um, I should probably make that shorter for easier search, but, uh, but yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and get to the, to the whole thing where this is going to be a little quick, um, short part, short, uh, episode. Um, and yeah, so basically we, I just got done, uh, watching the, the pre, the first official preseason game. Um, we played New York Red Bulls. And um, we ended up 1-1. But before we get to that, I wanted to give a uh, an information. Um, so the Hustletown supporters, um, which are, which is the group of all supporters, you know, um, made up with, you know, El Batasón, Texan Army, The Surge, uh, Bandera Negra, and I guess any anybody else that wants to join them. They're going to be having a um, march to the game walk. Um, so if you want to be part of that, um, I read that they're going to be doing that every single home game. So starting on, um, well, the surge posted that they're going to start, obviously, their walk from their from the bar that they're going to meet in, uh, which is Rodeo Goat before the games. Uh, that's what they're going to be meeting. Um, but also, I think the rest of the people are going to start on Walker Street and St. Emmanuel Street, which is the corner or of uh, Pitch 25. So if you're familiar to the um, to the stadium, it's like the southwest, I guess, part of the stadium. Um, so there's going to be like a walk of all the supporters, you know, with the music and all that heading towards the game as one big group so if you want to be you know if you're interested in that um it's going to be a cool thing so uh yeah corner of walker and sandy manual you know um i will give you more information about timing and stuff like that but obviously it's going to be before the game so if you want to be part of that um just keep an eye out and keep an ear out um also um so basically yeah that's all the information that i have for now uh you know, other than the the game itself, so I'm just gonna go ahead and jump in. It's gonna be real quick. Um, so um, yeah, so let me just give you the start information, just so you know who and how we started, which is possibly gonna be our our starting eleven. Uh, maybe there's gonna be some changes here or there, because there was a couple of guys that were injured. So Ellis didn't play, and uh, Figueroa did. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Figueroa. Um, what's his name? Darwin Quinteros didn't play. So it seems like they're still kind of either, you know, injured, which I don't think they are, but I think they're just, you know, being uh, cautious um, to what happened at the RJV game. Um, They both seem to have something wrong with them. So I think um, Tab Ramos kind of, I guess, didn't want to play them just to, you know, just to be on the safe side. You know, let's not get injured. Uh, literally two weeks before the start of the season. So, you know, hopefully we'll get to see him in the next couple of games coming up. Um, but, yeah, the re- so they didn't start. So this is probably why the lineup looked a little bit, 
you know, strange, I guess, to those that have been following the Dynamo. Um, so, of course, we had a, a marriage in goal um, or star goalie that we brought. Um, then, of course, our center backs were Kiki and Figueroa, um, Adam on the left and Bisama on the right. Um, Vera and Boniek were, you know, dead center controlling that midfield. Right in front of them, you had Martinez. And then on the left, you had Memo. And on the right, you have Tommy McNamara, which was a surprise. And then, of course, up top, Manotas. So that was the starting 11. Um, I guess just like a preseason game started kind of slow. You know, uh, Dynamo seemed kind of like heavy in a way. You know, they weren't moving as much. So um, the the New York Red Bulls kind of came out real quick. And then like the first couple of five to seven minutes, they had a... A few chances. Um, they had about two to three chances where they could score. Um, actually, the first one came on minute three when Misama kind of had a. He didn't have a great game, um, so he made a mistake. He well, he made a few mistakes to be honest. But one of the mistakes was literally on on. Um, he lost it on the right side of the field and on, on the back, and um, they put a through ball to the forward on the on the opposite side of the field. Um, and then the guy came one on one with marriage, and uh, well, Marco saved it. So that was his first intervention as a as a you know Houston Dynamo goalie, and he had a good save. So that kind of kept us in the game for a little while. Um, also, by the way, the black jerseys that they were wearing, they were not the jerseys that just got unveiled. Unveiled? Is that a word? I don't know. But the jerseys that just came out, they were actually just a plain black with the three stripes on the shoulder, the or three orange stripes on the shoulder. I thought it was pretty fire. So if I think they're practice jerseys, maybe. Uh, but I thought they were badass. So if anybody can get their hands on those, I would love one of those. An all black jersey is tight. Um, so yeah, let's just keep going with the game. So Manotas had a great uh, one-two touch with, uh, <clears throat> with you know, like in the midfield, I believe it was with Martinez. And unfortunately, he had a really poor finish. But it was a pretty good opportunity. It was like the first, um, you know, Manotas way of saying, hey, I'm here, you know, be careful. Um, and actually, in the next minute, he kind of had a, another, another one, not a one-on-one. It was kind of, yeah, it was closer to a one-on-one. He had a player on him but he had also had a crappy um finish so you know it kind of went on the side of the game but um other than that their goal came on minute 11 from a corner kick what we call in spanish an olimpico so basically a, a goal from a corner kick it was kind of crappy um uh kaku i believe is his name he's a lefty and he was you know hitting it from the left side so the balls tends to curve in and then Borne Garcia went up on the first post and kind of like, you know, if, you, if you're a soccer player, you know, when you see those, you kind of try to hit it up and away from everybody so you can kind of go, you know, above everybody. But and this time it kind of didn't get too high and it literally hit uh, Marco in the chest and it just went in. So it was kind of like a crappy goal, but, you know, a goal is a goal. So it doesn't matter how you get it in there. As long as you get it in there, it counts, right? Um, so then, you know, the game kept on going. We kind of had some, you know, 
idas y vueltas so we would go they would come da 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 also a bunch of mistakes by the by Figueroa terrible passing uh, he seemed kind of like kind of slow in a way uh, Bisama also a few mistakes here and there Adam was playing really good on the left with Memo they they seemed to be the the ones that were going really back and forth back and forth uh, also T Mac had a really good game on that right side on that right side uh, with Bisama he had a couple of touches with them uh, kind of good overlaps with them uh, but also T Mac was was kind of cutting kind of kind of cutting into the middle a little bit and he he kind of seemed more comfortable in that number ten position per se so I. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Tab Ramos eventually kind of makes him a number 10 per se. I think he actually will probably do better as a number 10 that on the right wing. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, you know, that was like the first half was pretty, pretty regular. Tomas Martinez had a, a, a nice shot like towards the end of the first half. Which kind of went wide a little bit just because he's a lefty and the way that the ball was curving, it was kind of curving away from the goal. So it was a good chance, but you know, we stayed 1 0 through the first 45 minutes. Uh, second half came around um, just right from the bat. Um, New York Red Bulls had literally two chances under the goal, and f- I don't know how they, they were able, it was easier. To score than to miss. You know, it's usually the other way around. Usually it's really hard to score, but this time it was the other way around. It was easier to score than to miss. And they did the impossible and threw it over the, the crossbar. So, you know, we got saved on those. And then, like karma in soccer, um, water break, uh, like karma in soccer, if you don't score, you know, there's a saying in Spanish, los goles que no se hacen en un arco. So basically, if you don't score your chances, the karma of soccer is that the next two minutes, you're going to get scored on. And that's kind of what happened because eight minutes later, Memo with a shot from outside the box. Um, really nice shot from out, Not outside. He was barely walking in inside the box. Kind of, you know, had one of those Memo shots and, and tied the game up 1-1. And it was literally two minutes before all the 11 players that were on the field got substituted for the new 11 players, which were Kroper on goal, Adams, Fuenmayor as uh, midfielders, Kyle Adams, uh, not midfielders, sorry, center backs. Then you have Junqua on the left, Valentin on the right, Zarek Valentin. Then uh, in front of Valentin, you had Hansen. In front of uh, Junqua, you had um, Salazar. And then in the midfield, like, you know, the... Contención, the the number fives and the number eight, basically, uh, like Tevera and Boniak position. You had the two RGV guys that actually played a, an, a great game, in my opinion. I mean, a great thirty minutes, uh, which were Isidro Martinez with the number forty-two and Nicolo Lemoyne. I I hope he's Italian, but Nicolo it's a pretty badass name, and he was wearing number forty-one. He was more of the attacking one. And um, Isidro Martinez was more of the defensive one. Uh, but they played a pretty good game uh, for being their first exposure, I guess, in the major league. Um, and then you had uh, Palomino in front of him and then um, <clears throat> Ramirez in front of him. So it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good 
uh, substitution. They played pretty well. Uh, I was chatting with the, with the guys from uh, Dynamo Theory with Dust with Dustin and um, Derek, and you know we were kind of talking, you know, while the game was going on, you know, chit chatting or whatever. And basically, they were saying how you know for being you know RGV guys that you know coming up and you know having the exposure and and just being like you know other like a next stage of their career in, in a way maybe you'll you'll be nervous just because you're playing with the big boys and stuff like that but they they did a pretty good uh pretty good game actually um Lemoyne had a pretty good pass um to to Ramirez over like over the line over that last line but you know Ramirez had a poor touch on that but if he could have had control that could have easily been a one on one with the goalie with no defender behind him, what well, with the with the defender obviously trailing behind him, but with a pretty good opportunity to score, uh, the winner. Um, and then on minute 84, Palomino had a good uh, cross out of, out of a foul that Salazar literally headed it from almost inside the six, almost inside the goal, and of course they got lucky and. The goalie was standing right where he was supposed to be, uh, and the game ended 1-1. Uh, pretty, pretty good. So f- I mean, pretty good. Uh, the f- starting eleven um, just played more cautiously, in in my opinion. You know, they weren't they weren't going too crazy, which which is understandable. It's just a preseason game, so you're base, and it's the first one. Uh, you know, in a in a 45-45 uh, setting, you know, with the RGV guys, they played a bunch of like 30-minute periods and stuff like that. So it was okay, you know. Not to, you don't want to overstress yourself in in those first few games for no reason. And it also, whenever the 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 other 11 came in, the, like the second team, um, it showed. You know how much they wanted to be part of you know the first eleven. So obviously they came out swinging and they had a pretty good game. So um, I actually something that I wanted. Oh, also let me just tell you that field that they were playing on, it looked great, but it was terrible. Super wet. Everybody was just slipping. Super like um, I was just waiting for somebody to get injured. To be honest, because everybody was slipping. Adam had a terrible freaking slip and slide day. Day um, Ramirez fell a few times as well, and just uh, you know it was kind of hard for for even the New York Red Bull players. That some of the some chances for the Dynamo actually came or counterattacks for actually for both teams came from somebody slipping and you know they're just taking the ball away from literally from their feet um, just because they were on the floor. Um, so it was a you know hopefully the next game is not as bad when it comes to the field conditions. And actually, you know, it, that's probably why the first the first half was kind of dry, in a way, because the, you couldn't really like do much because you know with the fear of slipping, pulling something, or you know, God knows what. But um, but before I leave, so basically that was a game. It was an, it was a, it's an entertaining game for me in a preseason match, one uh, one. Um, but the last thing I wanted to do in the last five minutes is I am giving every player a rating. Uh, so starting this season, something that I wanted to do is just kind of give uh, a rating and just point out a couple of players that stood out to me as like the the game's uh, most valuable players. 
Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I'm going to do the first 11 real quick. And then the last 11, which it's kind of hard to gauge when they only played a little bit. I mean, 30 minutes is a lot, but it's a little bit. And kind of like soccer talk whenever, you know, you're, you're literally changing the whole team. But let's just go ahead and start with Marco. Marco Marriage had a good eight. Um, in my, so the, the, I'm gauging from like one through ten. So you, I'm mostly going to be working with like five to or four to ten in a way. Um, so Marco Marriage had an eight. He had a pretty good saves. Uh, but the only reason he's an eight is because, you know, he kind of had that goal against them. And it was kind of shitty in a way. You know, he obviously didn't see it, but, you know, I guess you can't blame him, but at the same time, he's the goalie, you know, so you kind of have to put it on him in a way. Um, so we just give him an 8. He had a pretty solid game. Kiki Struna, I give him a 7. Um, he had an okay game. He just had a, a few uh, instances where he was giving terrible passes that literally were just going outside. But, you know, other than just giving kind of bad passes and kind of compromising the team, he um, he did pretty solid out, you know, in the back. So you know, Kiki at number seven. Uh, Adam uh, Lundsvensk. Oh Jesus, Adam. I'm just gonna keep it at Adam forever. Uh, he had an eight. I give him an eight. Uh, he actually was probably one of the better players to play in that back, um, in that back forward line, and he was doing pretty good runs on that left side. So you know, there was a lot of movement when it came to uh, to Adam. Most of the balls kind of went through that side of the field, so I give him an eight. Uh, Figueroa, I gave him. Him and Bisama are both the lowest scores. I gave each of them a six, and the reason for that is because um, Figueroa and Bisama kind of had the most mistakes out of everybody in that team. Um, Figueroa compromised the team, like he literally compromised the teams in a couple of occasions by just giving terrible passes to the middle of the field and you know or or being stepped uh stepped on or like you know when somebody was giving the ball instead of going to it they were kind of taking away from his feet and Bisama also the same thing he just seems I don't know it seems like he's too fast for his legs on some occasions like he he's trying to go super fast and he just can't control the ball at the pace that he wants to run and he and it seems like he stumbles on on his own feet that's why I gave each of them a six. Boniek and, and uh, Vera, I gave each of them an, an eight. Um, they had a pretty solid game. Uh, you know, nothing to complain about. Uh, Boniek had a, a couple, well, Vera did too, a couple unnecessary fouls in the midfield. But, you know, I guess you can expect that from, you know, defensive mids in a way. Uh, T-Mac, I gave him a nine. Um, just because he had a really solid game on that right side, he kind of was the one, in a way, making Bisama look okay. Um, even though he's not known to be a defender, when Bisama went into the attack, he kind of gave him a couple of nice balls. He also put a nice crosses, had a bunch of nice like one-two with some uh, some guys, some walls, some paredes. Um, so T Mac gave him an eight, pretty solid. Uh, Tomas Martinez gave him a seven. He also had a uh, few touches, but he he was kind of he gets lost in that game. You just don't see him, and and it's just kind of weird because you feel like you're playing with ten with ten players. But I mean, other than that, he had a good shot on goal, and he kind of had a good you know touches here and there. So a seven. 
Manotas at, at eight, he could have been higher, but you know he did miss two, you know, one-on-one situations. And him being a forward, he should be able to put those away. So an eight, because he did, you know, he did okay. And then the highest ranking player, of course, was Memo with nine, because even though he had an okay game. He was playing with uh, uh, with Adam a lot on that left side. They were both, like I said, you know, the ball kind of went through the left side a lot. And he was able to, uh, obviously, he scored. So, you know, that gives him a little extra point. Uh, but him and Adam had a really good game on that left side. So hopefully that, that stays uh, consistent with them too. Um, and then with the, other, with the other 11 guys, I'm just going to go ahead and go quick. Uh, I don't, I really, honestly, I don't have a... Uh, your ranking for them, but I can tell you the players that I like the most. Um, well, Palomino, just to start, he seemed very secure. Uh, he didn't get a lot of balls, unfortunately, in that midsection, but the balls that he got, he seemed like he was comfortable with the ball on his feet. Uh, Kyle Adams and Fumayor were pretty good, pretty solid in the back. They, even though what well, Kyle Adams, you know, didn't get scared. He had actually a one-on-one with a forward who he handled pretty well. Uh, Croper didn't even touch the ball. I mean, only a few times. Junqua had a good, you know, he's pretty okay in the left. Valentin was good on the right. Nothing to, you know, say about those. Hansen had a few, um, a few like attacking plays where he was going down the line, but you know, and then he had some others that he would just lose them. Um, Salazar. Played okay on the left. He seemed kind of lost. He tends to be a more like a number nine or like a more of a, a mid, like mid of the field player. And being out on the left, I think kind of made him a little bit lost in that position. And then the two that I really like, the RGV players, were Isidro Martinez, who played uh, with number 42. And then he played kind of more like on that defensive center mid. And then Nicolo Lemoyne. Who played kind of like in front of him. You know they usually play side to side. But Nicolo seemed to play right in front of him. Nicolo had a great uh, through ball. Or like yeah ball to Ramirez. He obviously seems to kind of. Be that transition player between that. Def- the defensive line and the attacking line. So it seems like you know he might be useful during the season. And Isidro Martinez. I would not mind that kid playing right next to Vera. For the next few games. Um, he looked very solid. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like he hustles hard. So, honestly, he seems like the new Cabezas. You know, when Cabezas was at his at his prime, that's what, you know, Isidro Martinez kind of reminded me of. So, hopefully, it's a good sign. Um, but I'm really glad, these you know, Tap Ramos is bringing in these kids uh, to play and, you know, and show their potential in the game. So... So that's basically it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. So those are my two. Uh, my I guess I have three MVPs. Um, well, I guess my my two MVPs in a way uh, were Isidro Martinez and um, and I liked. I, that's the one that stood out the most, to be honest. Isidro Martinez. He played a really good 30 minutes. And then I think T-Mac had a really good game. You know, we're not used to have, have having great games. Or, you know, a lot of people don't like him, but I think he had an okay game. He stood out to me in those first 11. And uh, Adam had a really good game on the left. And, of course, Memo had a really good game because he scored. So, 
But I think I'm going to have to actually give it to the RGV kid. You see, Joe Martinez is the MVP for this game for me. So this is it. I'm going to go ahead and shut it down, keep it, keep it kind of short and, and lovely, even though I, it went for long because I'd like to talk. Uh, but, yeah, just hit me up on the social medias um, if you're out there. Um, if you you know if you want to be part of this this show or if you want to do something else, um, I'm gonna be at the home opener. Um, hopefully, in the next couple of days or so, in the next week, I'm actually gonna get a camera. So I'm gonna start playing with that and hopefully try to create like a video vlog of my day of opening day. Um, so if you wanna you know be part of that, if you wanna help me out in some way, um, you know if you're down. To come with me to the game or stuff, something like that, and you know, hit me up. Um, but other than that, that's the end of this episode. I hope to see you guys on the next episode. Oh, actually, we have a game. Next game is on Wednesday at five o'clock. Uh, we play Real Salt Lake. I won't be able to watch it because I'll be at work. But then the next game is going to be on Saturday. I will give you more information on my social media on that one. That's the one that I'm going to watch, and then I'll give you a small recap next Sunday of um of um the you know the this Wednesday game which I'm not going to be able to watch but I'm going to you know just watch the highlights and stuff like that but then for sure I'm going to be watching that other game on Saturday and then I'll give you a recap on that one as well so and then after that we have uh you know the home opener so I hope you uh stay in the I guess listening and uh yeah we'll see you next time so see you guys Remember, H-Town, hold it down, forever orange. See you guys.